0: Domedia D.F.M. Domedia FM
1: Domedia FM Domedia
0: FM
1: Domedia FM Domedia FM Domedia FM Domedia FM Domedia FM Domedia
0: FM
2: hello and welcome to another week and another episode of norm dfm the only as far as i know mass effect retrospective podcast out there if there are any others who cares who gives a shit we're the best ones joining me this week of course i'm eric van allen alongside my co-host kenneth shepherd but we have a third guest this week the one and only jay malone
1: hello there's another jay malone he's a comedian in canada
2: well, you got to uh, assassinate right. him. you got to assert your dominance. you got to be the only one. Well, we're, we're just going to piggyback off his fame now. Okay. You know? We're just going well, to pretend be like that's the Jay Malone he's not, that's here. He's
1: not famous. It's not. His confidence uh, is wow, th- very th-
2: <laughs> you You assassinated Jay- him with your words. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, I'm currently a law student. A, uh, I wrote with you all. For a few years, um, some would say uh, more years than we probably should have. And, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of all I do these days—is just focusing on, on on being a law student and trying to survive.
2: Uh, as honestly, you did the smart thing, yeah, instead of trying to stay in the writing gig like uh, we did. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, making I was a difference. Trying to
1: do that, yeah. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Do not want to do the writing thing anymore. <laughs>
2: It was the smart choice. Today, we have brought Jay on to talk about a very special piece of Mass Effect 2, which is finally recruiting some frickin' squad members that aren't just the basic-ass humans you get at the start of every Mass Effect game, because we're about variety here on this ship. We're not like Navigator Presley, we like to have aliens and mm. such aboard our ship, so we, we try, and, try and get some new crew here. So we're going to be heading off to Omega... To get Morden and the Archangel. So before we really um get talking about either one of those characters' recruit missions, like let's just talk for a second about how awesome Omega is because it's like one of my favorite settings in Mass Effect. It's really awesome. It's like CD and bad, and there's like all kinds of just crime happening all the time, and I'm all about that. It's so different from like the even Novaria in Mass Effect 1, which was pretty there's a lot of corporate espionage, but it was pristine and it was nice. And Omega's like, "Yeah, there's a big nightclub up here, and people are like shooting at each other and stuff."
1: Yeah, I, I was, thought it was refreshing
2: uh, that it. Oh, yeah, go, go, ahead, go. Jeff. go
0: ahead,
1: I was I was shocked because I haven't played it. I haven't played Mass Effect Two since it came out, obviously, and I was shocked how immediately the layout came back to me. Just like every every mm-hmm. inch of that place just feels just energetic and like i want to be there uh and i absolutely love just roaming around and stuff
2: yeah omega is just this like wild place where anything can happen and it's really cool that you get to like explore the i guess what you'd say is like the less um call it's not even that it's not colonized it's just there's less law out here in mm-hmm. the terminus systems it's a side that you don't get to see as much what do you think ken I think, even jumping off of that, like,
0: the thing that's really refreshing about Omega is how straightforward everybody is.
2: Like, you
0: go to the Citadel, and you, you kind of generally assume that everyone there has got some sort of angle, and, like, we're like, talking to Arya, it's like, it was so nice. Like, it's like, for somehow, when I should have my guard up, I feel like I have less guard up now, just because mm. Arya's not gonna
2: bullshit me like somebody on the Citadel would. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about Arya, because... I would planned for us to talk about her later in the Archangel stuff because that's just, like, where you seem to actually, like, need to talk to her the most as opposed to Morden. But uh, Arya Tolok is the Asari the that you meet right at the beginning. It kind of gives you the info about all the different people that you're looking for. And once again, I'm furious at Bioware because for some godforsaken reason, they put a badass, kick-ass Asari in front of my femshep. And are like, no, you can't romance her either. She's gonna be there. But no. No no romance. Go go kiss Jacob. And I'm like, no, I don't wanna. Fuck you, Bioware. That's how I feel. Um, Arya Talog is one of my favorite characters in this game though, just for the reasons you said that she is just this straight up like, Yeah, I I, I fucking rule Omega. Omega is me. I am Omega, like they're y'all know. And and it's just uh yeah, no, there are too many awesome characters in this game that you don't get to spend enough time with as opposed to some of the characters that you do end up spending a lot of time with against your will, so... Um, we just need to be sniping Jacob this whole, this whole season. Is he like.
1: I feel like I defended... Was it Jacob I defended when you were talking about... We would mentioned it in Slack at one point. Um, I think I defended Jacob and said, oh, No, he's fine, uh, but boy... What a just boring thing he is! I think I was wrong.
0: I mean, personal growth, Jay. It's character development to admit that you were wrong.
2: Not to cannibalize future content, but um, but there was there was a wedding that occurred this past weekend, and I, I was hanging out with some family, and and a a family member who was a listener of the podcast mentioned to me that they had recently played Mass Effect Three. And that the sections with Jacob in Mass Effect Three, if you have romanced him, are so egregiously offensive that it's maybe cool. some of the worst things that Bioware cool. has ever written. And, and he told me what happens, and I was like, "Are you are you fucking kidding me right now?" <laughs> I to not fool around with our readers. Apparently, if you um, romance Jacob. In 2, and then talk to him again later in 3, you find out that uh, he has cheated on you with another girl and gotten her pregnant. That is, and, and he's like, sorry. And it's not even like Mass Effect 2 where you've been dead for two years. You were gone for like a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I was just sitting there, I was like, wait, are, you're kidding me, right? We looked it up on Google and lo and behold... There it was.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: Really doing a lot for the representation out here, Bioware. <laughs> like, woo, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> moving on to good characters. <laughs> Morden. So we got to go recruit Morden. The game really like makes a big deal about getting you to recruit Morden early on. It really feels a lot like the liara in the first game where they're like hey you know you should really go get this scientist character it's probably going to be pretty important you know Mm. you you don't want to die to the collectors in Um, in fairness morden is one of the only characters in this game that actually is
0: like directly plot relevant so makes sense yeah i don't think you can
2: i don't think you can do horizon Mm. until you get morden i think it actually like gates horizon until you recruit morden um but uh so we got to go into the quarantine we gotta head down there and jay i want to hear what you thought about the the apartment section uh, and and this whole quarantine thing where there's this supposed illness going around that's airborne and it's affecting everybody except for two specific races the human and the Vorcha. i just want to get like your general impressions of this whole section
1: it felt uh, it felt very serious for how early on we were because, I mean, mm-hmm. like, you mentioned in the first episode of this season that everything seems to be happening at such a rapid clip, sort of the, the narrative is, is picking up quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I really felt that in this situation of just, like, I feel like so many people are going to die if I don't do this thing, and I just have been playing for two and a half hours. So I'm like, I don't right. I don't want this pressure on my shoulders right now. Uh, but the, But, like, also, I really liked Morden from my first playthrough uh, years ago, so I was just determined to get to him and start interacting with him. He's just... Mm. Oh, I love Morden. He's, he's one of my favorite characters. Definitely my favorite character in any Mass Effect
0: game. Uh, he is, he I have is just a, one I have of a, I have a nuclear hot take. Oh, as, as per tradition. Please.
2: Oh boy, starting off strong. I
0: think a case <laughs> could be made that Morden Solis... Is one of, if not the best written AAA video game characters. Alright.
2: Oh, yeah. okay. That that was not okay. I thought you were gonna say he was <laughs> yeah, bad or something. Like, I was like, nice. and you can't say every podcast that some <laughs> character is the worst character in Mass Effect. It's gonna lose its nuclearness <laughs> as time <laughs> goes on. Um I could I could see that. I maybe not here, but maybe mm. as the, the game goes on. I would say definitely in the loyalty mission that happens, uh in, in in this game, and then especially in three, where right. he kind of has his big moments. Um, but it one of the things I noticed in this mission, especially, but um, as as other missions went on, is that they do a really like big job of they want to set up the renown of these characters before you meet them. You, right. you hear a lot about these characters before you ever actually talk to them or try to recruit them, and so you're you're going into this quarantine zone, and they're like. Oh yeah, Morden Solis, hes this crazy doctor that's got a clinic, and and he'll help you out. But if you try to like mess with him, he'll literally like flay you alive, <laughs> stuff like that. And they were talking about like all these mercs they just straight up murdered and stuff like that, and uh, they do a big, like a big job of making these people sound like badasses before you pick them up, which is kind of by the last few missions I feel they, they're they a little bit more subtle about it whereas up front they're very much like this is why you're recruiting yeah. this person they're not just a scientist they're a badass and stuff like that I gotta say the, um, the, the... here it felt a little forced though yeah
0: I felt the framing was a little odd just because like what makes Morden so much scarier than anybody else is Omega like by the time we've gotten to Morden he seems like the most tame person we've had to deal with at this point yeah. uh, it, like I was thinking maybe it's just because he's like by Salarian standards, like an old man, like because they age, like he's like something like 50 years old, but that's like 80 or so in human years. So maybe like they're mm-hmm. trying to like frame him as like this crazy old grandpa that just fucks everybody up. And that maybe doesn't come across as well, just because like viewing him from a human standard, he just kind of seems like I guess less intimidating than they want to make him seem.
1: Yeah, he just seems very hyperactive, and, and I mm-hmm. love that. So, Maulin. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, a lot of his, I mean, so once you get through the quarantine section, which I, I did appreciate that there was some side stuff to do along the way. It was kind of cool, like, oh, wander into a place. Hey, you guys are dumb. You shouldn't be standing here. It's like a war zone out there. You should go somewhere else. And they really do, like, this big job of setting up, like, oh, it's, uh, you know, it could be the humans that are putting this stuff out there. And, and I feel like you finally get to see some of the the race relations mm. in this game that maybe you didn't see as... Like, we talked a lot in the first season about how you view everything through a human lens, and, and you see a lot of things through a human lens, and I feel like that carries over into two, but in the sense that you're seeing that not only are the humans always kind of looking out for their own interests, and you've got Cerberus, who's kind of the extreme... Of that, but you're also seeing how when things can go to crap, like everybody starts to suddenly become put up those lines and draw those barriers. And instead of being this person who's like, okay, I gotta learn how to navigate through this, you gotta be that person who's like, I'm gonna learn how to break through this. I'm gonna figure out what to get done because there are bigger things at stake here. And it's like a very slight tonal shift, Mm -hmm. but I like it a lot. Um, But yeah, very immediately, um, you're kind of introduced to this. Also, I might be wrong here. Is this the first time that we see the Vorcha at all? Because the Vorcha were new in Mass Effect 2. I don't remember them at all in Mass Effect 1.
0: Yeah, I think it technically is. I mean, if you won't want to walk around, maybe you'll see more. But, like, this is the first time they get, like, a real focus
2: in any way. Yeah. Uh, if you want my nuclear hot take, the Vorcha sucks. Yeah. I think the Vorcha are, like, the dumbest race possible <laughs> this... <laughs> because they're just like, hey, what if we just made really angry aliens? They don't. But, like, not the Batarians. They... <laughs> like, let's make the Batarians, like, you know, have more personality and then turn what the Batarians were in Mass Effect 1 into the Vorcha, and have them just be like, I want blood, meow. <laughs> like, they're just. I, I, I don't know how to describe the Vorcha other than it's like, what if a really angry cat could talk? <laughs> like... I. It's strange because like they are a new race, but they
0: get like, even they're in Mass two and three. But I can't tell you anything about their culture, and I don't really think they ever get that type of exposition of basically any other race. Even Were the they in three.
2: They're in I three. I don't even remember the. Okay, they yeah. show up in three
0: a little bit. <laughs> they're there. Like the only thing I know yelling. about them is that they're they're angry and they talk funny and that they, they can regenerate. They yeah they got oh, they
1: got
2: horrible teeth weird teeth the weird they're they're looking forward to uh to the london episode if you know what i mean it's a joke about british teeth. oh that wasn't nice boy (laughs) (laughs) we here at norm dfm love to uh include all people of all walks so please if you have uh if you have bad teeth please keep listening to us um and please go to (laughs) patreon.com slash norm (laughs) dfm um anyways yeah it's um the Vorcha are just this weird so it it ends up being that the, the Vorcha are bad and big surprise there. And uh the one the one big, like, I would say side quest thing that comes out of this is whether you save Daniel, who is Morden's assistant or not. Uh which is kind of a cool moment because I feel like that's it in this game you get Paragon and Renegade options very early on, I feel, compared to Mass Effect one where it seems like you only started to get Paragon and Renegade resolution options in later missions, but mm-hmm. here it feels like from the outset you're making Paragon and Renegade decisions overall. And and I think that's because they changed how the the system works for to the something game, terrible least, and awful. To my understanding, and whoever, yeah, it's, it's it's bad. It's really bad. But <laughs> it's uh, the the way it changes for those who might not know is, uh, and this is my understanding. I've done some research on it. Uh, if I'm wrong, please send a correction to. Uh it's I believe it's normdfm at gmail.com, I believe, Ken, is that right? Yep, that's um Yeah, please send send all corrections there. We'll we'll take them with due consideration. Um is that it basically tallies up the number of times you could have made a paragon or renegade decision right. and then measures your paragon and renegade meters by that. And then you have yeah. like basically percentages that you have to exceed, so you have to have made like say... Eighty percent paragon choices to to get through this option or whatever, um, which kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> and it makes it so you have to invest a lot in the that one stat that eventually ends with you getting a, a boost to your paragon and renegade.
0: And the, the weird thing is like, okay, so I play primarily renegade, but like in Mass Effect Two, more so than one, I did a lot more paragon. So like the weird thing that was happening is like I have like demonstrably more renegade. Like by the time the game was over, I was like ninety. Percent through the bar for Renegade versus like maybe sixty for Paragon, and there would be points where I would get the the charm option, but I wouldn't get the intimidate one. And like I, just, I don't know why they made it that way. It just it seems like it really shits on anybody that wants to like try and role play a character in any way beyond just like picking one or the other.
2: Jay, what do you think about the Paragon Renegade stuff so far? I realize we haven't talked much about your Shepard, like what kind of Shepherd you're playing, and and especially like whether you're going Paragon or Renegade. So like, how do you feel about this stuff so far?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't play the first. Well, I played a couple hours of the first one and decided that I uh, very much did not like it and did not want to play fair. any more of it. Um, fair.
2: Again, Jay making the smart choices.
1: <laughs> but uh, my my Shepherd in the second one is basically just all rene- Renegade um he just and i i haven't really felt like the renegade choices have been like it doesn't feel like i'm just choosing them because they're the renegade choices they a lot of the times do kind of seem like reasonable a lot of the times Hmm. Uh, i'm sure that Hmm. would that will probably change as i keep playing uh there'll be some well
0: there's there's some real bad ones don't worry yeah
1: but like for now they all seem perfectly fine and then the the Paragon ones that I've been presented, I don't know, like I've just not felt like urged to do them in any way. So basically, my Shepherd is uh, mostly just an asshole. He's uh, <laughs> he's pretty chill with Joker. That's kind of mm-hmm. the one person that I've been like, that's 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 the guy that I'm going to be friends with. That's the one I'm going to joke around with. Uh, but everyone but you else, you cannot
2: is. romance him. Yeah, you
1: can't, can't romance him.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Shame. Let me tell what, you about what the class? that can. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not ready for Mass Effect 3 yet. Um, What class are you playing, Jay?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, because I feel like the classes in that game are just really insignificant. What? Um, really? It doesn't... I, if you're not a soldier or the, like, biotics one or whatever, then I feel like all the other ones are useless. I'm playing the one where I can, like, summon a little little um Oh
2: you're infiltrator, then you where you have the drone? Yes. No, that's yeah. engineer. Yeah, oh, have a little drone Yeah, now. I know
1: that. And it's the most useless thing in the world. It is so... let me tell you about biotic charge. Let me tell you about biotic charge. That's the one that's the other <laughs> You <There's>... go <laughs> Zoom. There are two across, good this, ones across to the field.
0: I mean if you're playing Infiltrator, you've got the the cloaking, which is like one of the like of the on the tech side of things I think that's one of the more useful class specific ones.
2: Yeah. yeah Definitely yeah, more so than the, the drone. <laughs> I yeah, no, I'm I'm kinda with Jay here just because um after getting through the game as Ken and I have done because we have very little self control. Um by the end of it, like I went into the final boss battles and I was like, okay, well I'm not bringing anyone that has tech skills because they all have stuff like AI hacking and overload. And those aren't super useful compared to their biotic equivalents. Uh, because shockwave literally kills enemies. Like one hit kills enemies. And that's way more useful. And even even charge by the end of two, I was like, uh, charge isn't as useful as a shockwave or a reeve. So um, I, I I do find myself airing a little bit more towards, what Jay is saying, but especially with the combat drone, because the combat drones suck. They're just real bad. Oh yeah. I, bad. I know
1: my first playthrough, um, I played Soldier, I believe. And like that was fine. But it was never something like, oh wow, I'm really happy I chose Soldier.
2: Yeah. It's like it's like eating McDonald's. You know, <laughs> you're like, Well, that was calories that I just ingested. Yeah. <laughs> good good job. Um so we finally get morden we bring him on board he's our awesome scientist pal now he's cool he's rad he's gonna help us figure out how to not get you know like whatever the thing is that those collector bugs do to people it seems seems pretty bad but not like before it. he commits war crimes oh did i forget a thing did i forget war crimes that he committed or or is that future war crimes to come <laughs> he altered the genophage oh yeah well hey look we got a loyalty mission to talk about all that so we'll get to that when we get to that but um overall morden I, i'm on board with all y'all i think he's he's a generally like awesome character and also ken as you mentioned uh he is like one of the plot significant characters in that he shows up in all the cut scenes that happen alongside miranda and jacob because yeah. you have to have him so nice to have him aboard because of that it makes makes the normally feel more alive
0: when somebody other than the humans are there
2: mm-hmm. more lived in let's move on and talk about the real star of the show today our boy archangel how do you okay so here's one thing that really bothers me about archangel all right um the 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 term archangel is is like biblical right comes from the bible why would a bunch of like aliens who presumably don't know that much i mean has christianity been mentioned that much outside of ashley williams in mass effect so far it it felt very strange to suddenly have a biblical reference brought out for a nickname for a character that was presumably given by alien races and not by humans because there aren't a lot of humans on omega well i mean not to like and this isn't to say the character's name is not a spoiler but like legion
0: is also like when that character gets named it is like explicitly referenced the christian bible Um, the way they generally seem to kind of explain away these things is, like, everybody in Mass Effect is fitted with, like, a translator that basically, like, if somebody says something, you get the cultural and language equivalent of... Does that mean there's a
2: Turian Jesus? I guess so. It's me. I'm Turian Jesus. Jay. The Turian (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Episode name. The real Turian Jesus is Archangel. He is he is the savior of all of us uh but first to get to him we got to go get recruited by some mercs um this i i like this part this this whole setup for this mission is great because you're basically infiltrating this group knowing that you're going to kill all of them to get to archangel and get him out so you're basically going in there and uh ken you made specific note of this but the part where um (laughs) <laughs> they can tell you to like leave leave your weapons or whatever and you like pull it out and you're like, Yeah, my gun's pretty big or whatever. Uh Jennifer Hale, the voice actress for Female Shepherd, really delivers that line. Like, solidly delivers that line. It's it's great. Um, but I feel this is where the the renegade Shep starts to shine. So I want to yeah. hear from you renegade chefs starting with Kenneth Shepherd.
0: Well, I actually started out the the mission with a very paragon thing because you got this kid who's like they're basically recruiting all these freelancers to basically just have his, like, cannon fodder for Archangel. And there's this kid who comes up. He's, like, clearly just, like, doped up on machismo and just, like, testosterone. And so, like, I broke his gun and I was like, nah, man. You you need to go, like, do literally anything else in what you're doing right now. I no. um,
1: I did the total opposite. Uh, because I, well, I talk to him. But at some point, like, you, if you're that big of an idiot, like do your damn thing and just we both know what's going to happen
0: I mean how many stupid things did you do as a young child not that Jay? stupid I didn't
1: I, I did not Whom
0: go into us. war
2: <laughs> Look we we all do stuff when we're kids we listen to my chemical romance we hey, send embarrassing Some of us texts, still do that in sniper fire you know it's, it is what it is <laughs> No, but like oh you actually, if you
0: save him or like stop him from going, you get an email He's like,
2: oh, I'm glad I didn't do that. And so it's like, yeah, he turns his life around. Yeah. Does the he? one that he doesn't have anymore if you don't stop him because he gets shot by Archangel. And honestly,
1: I laughed
2: because, like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, wow. He's stupid. Shame <laughs> ah,
2: Malone advocating for <laughs> uh, Mass Effect Darwinism.
1: <laughs> I do not exist to... to save idiots from themselves i was just trying to get uh mr archangel
2: (laughs) oh my lord uh so we get to the place where archangel who's apparently this batman figure on omega has has been harassing all these merc groups that they finally organized and created a sinister six to take him down this is basically the plot of marvel spider-man fun fact (laughs) um You, you go and you hang out. It was cool finally seeing all the Merc groups because I feel like in Mass Effect 1 it was always just a thing that you heard. is like, oh, the, the blue suns and the eclipse and stuff like that, but actually like seeing all the Merc groups and what the differences between them were. Like, hey, the Blood Pack are a bunch of bloodthirsty boneheaded idiots and the the blue suns think they're cool and stuff like that and eclipse is all like oh we have high-tech stuff we're cool stuff like that they all think they're cooler than they are except for blood pack blood pack owns but uh (laughs) um it was it was kind of cool i want to what did you all think of the the mercs we'll start with with jay uh
1: they they all just seemed very dumb it 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 felt It just felt like everyone kind of knew they were heading out to die and like no one really had some concrete plan to get the Archangel. It was kinda of like, Well, we're just gonna throw a bunch of guns at this situation and I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh so I I didn't really I didn't really connect to any of them for being honest. I think
0: the thing that makes <laughs> I think the thing that makes <laughs> Oh god. I think the thing that makes like the way that they they, they throw all three of the mercs at you, interesting is that because because there are so many more missions in Mass Effect 2, and they're all shorter, they have to rely on like kind of like gimmicks to make each one more than just like a series of room and hallways that you're shooting in. So the thing that stuck out to me about this mission was that because they throw them all at you in like different ways that you that aren't really repeated throughout the game, they are able to introduce them all to you in fairly meaningful ways, like. like you fight the blood pack and it's a bunch of krogan and vorcha who don't fight the same way as eclipse which is primarily like humans and asari so from from that standpoint i think it was a really interesting mission design which like there are some hit and miss in some of the later things and specifically some of the other recruitment missions but i do like that they pay attention to making sure that there's variety in what you're doing from the moment to moment in this game
2: yeah i hadn't thought of that but once you once you get to archangel and you start doing the base defense bit and you're you're fighting against all these different merc groups you do kind of get to see the the variety that this this game has compared especially to mass effect one where it was really just like oh you get to fight a bunch of geth again oh yeah. boy <laughs> oh who loves fighting uh, again we if you're do you're lucky Oh, husks. So many husks. That was the one thing I liked about Mass Effect 2, is that I feel like there are very few husks compared to Mass Effect 1. Every game has fewer husks compared to Mass Effect 1. I don't know, Mass Effect 3's got a later. whole lot. Uh, oh boy. Uh, But yeah, no, it's... It, this was like, between this and Morden, it really felt like these were kind of tutorial missions and that they were just kind of getting you ready for, okay, this is what combat is like in this game. This is how you gotta adapt. You gotta move faster. You gotta... the arenas are a bit wider and and i really like the the verticality within archangel's base that you have this sort of outer perimeter where you can kind of see over everything but then once they're inside the base you have to move around and there's a lot of ramps and cover and stuff like that and it really just feels more mobile and more interesting mm. but we get in the base we finally get to see that archangel is garris <gasps> <sighs> <laughs> if you couldn't so already true. tell from like the one shot
0: that they have of him <laughs>
2: i, I was know like, right what's a, like, who
0: is a turian in blue armor that i know
2: yeah the second they start going like hey there's a turian running around omega shooting people with a sniper rifle i'm like ah, i know who that is there's only two people who that would be and i killed one of them so <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be the other one or he killed himself uh, oh yeah who knows um but so we get to meet Garrus and I, I gotta say the reveal of Garrus is, like, pretty up there for me in terms of just, mm-hmm. like, iconic images in the series of him, like, sitting there with his sniper rifle, like, basically straddling his sniper rifle, and being like, long time no see, Shepard. And it was like, oh, fuck, man. I forgot how much I missed Garrus. This dude rocks. This dude owns. <laughs> like, um Ken, Ken, tell me your feelings about Garrus and, and him straddling that sniper rifle.
0: I feel like if the, like, the like the hero moment of it wasn't there I would still I would feel the same way I did about Tally that like him realizing that Shepard is alive feels kind of underplayed just in the same way but it's just like you see him there he's just like hanging out just like yeah I've been killing these mercs for days took you long enough to get here it's like okay fine you got me I'll I'll forgive you for not caring that I'm alive That's, like, the
2: cool guy thing to do is be, like, took you long enough, like...
1: (laughs) I feel like I look at Garrus, and he's, like, the ultimate embodiment of someone that just kind of stands there with their arms crossed. He just very, like, (laughs) doesn't care. He's just chilling, just waiting for this day to come, and now he knows exactly what to do (laughs) in this situation.
2: (laughs) But it's all going to come hit him in the face a minute, so...
1: Yeah.
2: Garrus has Batman posters, 100%. He, he has Batman posters. Um, the the one thing that we did kind of skim over that I did want to make sure we got back and got to before we talked about Garrus getting shot in the face for being a cool guy is um, there is my favorite Renegade option in the entire game, which I think is a mandatory Renegade option because if you don't do it, you're an idiot. Um, stabbing the mechanic <laughs> before you go out into the battlefield. I think every, even people who do full Renegade playthroughs stab the shit out this dude when they get the chance to why would you not it's the best option
0: it's kind of like a miniature Vermeer situation where like you've got all these ways like as you're heading towards the goal to sort of like undermine them and make it a little bit easier on you later because you also got that you mm-hmm. got like you can hack the mech to fire on everyone as soon as <laughs> as soon yeah. as they start
2: uh,
0: yeah that's that's cool
2: it's clever stuff, and you get to stab a dude with a taser. I don't really know how that worked out, but...
0: you worked working too hard. I
1: ended up stabbing Apparently, him twice because I... There's another what? Renegade option uh, when you're, you take Garrus' sniper, and I missed it, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I'm going to replay this whole mission so I can get that Renegade <laughs> option. Uh, so I ended up stabbing him twice, and it was uh, wonderful every single time
2: i thought you were gonna say there's like a way to glitch it to where you stab the same dude twice like in a row like you you stab him and then if you have enough renegade you get to like twist the knife and like really (laughs) really get in there make sure you make damn sure yeah (laughs) like good god like the the other crewmates turn around and Shepard's still just like stabbing the shit out this mechanic (laughs) he's dead Shepard. um so, yeah, we, we do the whole base defense to think, that's, that's fine, you know, there's a bunch of enemies that come in, and some are bigger than others, and you gotta fight, like, a Krogan warlord at some point. You said you, you failed this part here, Jay, did, did you find that this was, like, a difficult combat section, or? Um.
1: Well, the the thing that I failed is I just missed that Renegade option, so I restarted the whole mission. Uh, but, in general, I didn't find it that difficult, but also I'm playing it on casual, just because I really expected to hate the combat when I started playing again. Um and I don't. I I actually really enjoy it. But I put it on casual just because I did not expect things to hold up very well. Uh and therefore it none of it's really been that difficult. Um but thankfully it it has held up very well.
2: Yeah, Ken, I don't know what we haven't talked about what difficulty we're playing the game on because I haven't thought about it too much. But I'm playing on um, just the normal, and even yeah. even here, it felt like it was starting to get challenging, but maybe not, like, overtly challenging. I did want to make special note that um, this was the mission where I became extremely grateful for the uh, autosave that mm. exists in this game. It does not exist in Mass... Well, it does exist in Mass Effect 1, but not nearly to the level that it does in this game to where it, it basically autosaves after every encounter, which is so, so much better... Then freaking Mass Southwest. Effect One. Oh god.
0: Yeah, I've been playing on Google <sighs>
2: as well. It's like
0: I don't know, like it feels a little easy even then. I like I wanna maybe go up, but like I don't I don't know if I would be satisfied with anything other than insanity if I wanted a challenge and I don't like I don't have the patience for that shit. I mean maybe since I've like already played through it once and I can like at least use those notes, maybe I'll for my second playthrough while we're going through for the show. May I go to infinity? See how long I can tolerate it. Because there are some I, missions I later.
2: yeah. Especially like, like Tally's recruit mission and stuff. And that, like that the the ship,
0: the the mystery ship. Oh that you're on. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that. If I if I had any hair left, I would tear it out during that shit.
2: Uh, we we'll, we will get to that at one day. Don't worry. But um, I I feel like I don't want. Challenge out of this game. It's like I want the amount of challenge that feels right storyline wise, but maybe not like I don't want a Dark Souls thing. Out right. of this, you know, I don't. I'm not playing it to like surmount the combat. The combat just serves a purpose. It you know, it's almost like I want the combat there so I can see how it plays out, but I don't necessarily care to like have to try and earn it the way I would in like right. a Cuphead, where I would where the repetition and the learning and eventually defeating. Is part of the process, whereas here, I just, you're kind of watching the battle play out, and as long as you're doing the right things and not being a dumbass, you know, you will con- continue to succeed. Yeah, right. um,
1: and, and I find, like, fiddling with the, the like skill menu, just that radial menu that pops up, I find that to be a little, not, not really frustrating, but it, it doesn't hold up very well, I think, in 2019. Um, and bumping that difficulty down makes me not have to do that, which I really appreciate, and when i do pop it up it's it's usually in a more calm situation because i'm not you know facing a, a hail of gunfire
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, and that's that's probably part of the reason they took it out in andromeda it's because it's like i don't know
1: i took it out and made everything else worse. cool
2: hey <sighs> if you want to make me play through that awful game you can head on over to patreon.com normandyfm Support us, give us money, and make me play a terrible game. I never it, miss an opportunity to play. Okay, if you think if
0: you think Math Andromeda is a terrible game, you need to play more games.
2: When I say terrible, it's on the scale of games that are still playable. Okay, we're we're not talking about Funk of the Titans over here. We're talking about. I mean, play. if you want to turn this into <laughs> a
1: Funk of the Titans podcast, I'm in. Hell
2: yeah, <laughs> boy, that game. Um, I think this is another case where y'all controller folk are uh, are really getting the short end of the stick here because on pc using the powers is like really really nice now and i'm actually finding myself using the menu more often than i did in any other mass effect just because um having everything mapped to like so wasd is move and then q and e are my two command buttons for my squad mates and then like when i Q and E on an enemy, it will automatically like they'll use their abilities on that target if they're off cooldown and stuff like that, and that feels way way better than uh, using the D pad in Mass Effect two and three did. So um, this is another plug for the the PC version of Mass Effect two, which has that wonderful bit, and all you have to do is deal with the game crashing, you know, at bad times. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so mission ends we've shot up a, a krogan warlord and a bunch of other mercs and then here comes the big helicopter which is sabotaged anyways because we all stabbed the mechanic everyone did we all know it it's okay it's it's a rite of passage in mass effect to stab the shit out of that mechanic <laughs> and uh he gets shot Garrus gets shot and you get all of about, like, ten seconds of, like, oh, God, Garrus, before he just walks in. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm great. Doing fine. Go we'll stand here, arms crossed, looking good. Um, I did... Ken, I don't know if you have hot takes on this, because this seems like the thing you would have hot takes on, but uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was kind of cheap to be like, oh, God, Garrus, and then him immediately be like, I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not they do have to, like, rush him back to the
0: Normandy to, like, fix him up, because... Like... Like, when he gets back, like, he's got these, like, grotesque scars. I mean, like... (laughs) There's this line where ship says, um... Hell, Gareth, you were always ugly. Slap some face paint on that, no one will ever know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... And he also has, like, um... Part of his armor is, like, missing because he got shot there. And even in, like, the alternate armor that they don't fix that, which is weird, and that's fine. I don't know, like, it... I like the idea behind it, but I don't, I feel like they kind of toss it aside real quick.
2: Yeah. I kind of wish they brought it up in in some of it, maybe like the later conversations you have where he's like, Oh, you know, that was kind of like a wake up call for me or something like that. That like, Hey, you know, I'm being a moron I'm doing dumb Mm -hmm. things. I need to maybe think about what I'm doing because it's getting people killed. Although that's really what a lot of his loyalty mission line is about anyways, but they could have tied it in maybe a bit better. Um, Let's go cool. do it today for us on the, the Morton and Garrus missions. But uh, before we let you go, Jay, I just want to hear what you're thinking of Mass Effect 2 overall so far. How how are you feeling about it?
1: Um, mostly it's been just shocking that I'm not frustrated with it in really any way. Um, mm. just, just because, like I said, I did not expect the combat to hold up very well. I did not expect it visually to hold up as well as it does. Um, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. What are you playing on? Uh, Xbox One, so just backwards. backwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but the face stuff is definitely a little a little funky. You, I think you mentioned that on the last episode, but boy. Yeah. Miranda's face. It's just <laughs> not great. And I had one pretty amazing bug. Um, what was it? I was talking to Morton, and just in the back, Jacob and Miranda just started, like, sliding around. In just a really amazing <laughs> way. Yeah. Was, what that,
2: was that in the um, was that in the the lab when yes. you first meet Morden? Yep. Yep. Oh my god, the same fucking thing happened to <laughs> me, and I was like, oh, maybe this is just like a weird one-off thing, and they're just like T pose sliding yeah. in the background. <laughs> it and just, was oh my hilarious.
1: God. <laughs> I was loving it. But but I mean, overall, I've surprisingly enjoyed almost every minute of it. It's it's a ton of fun
2: feel it holds up for a uh, for a 9-year-old game.
1: Oh yeah. I was look I was actually looking back, so I've been doing top 10 lists for like the past decade and I was curious where it was in in 2000 and whatever. Um and it was actually number 4 on my list that year. Wow. What
2: three games did did 2010 J. Malone think were better than Mass Effect 2?
1: Assassin's Creed Brotherhood number 1. Number two, Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Number three, Limbo. Big Limbo fan.
2: (laughs) Noted (laughs) Limbo.
1: (laughs) Oh my god! I'm sorry. Number five, which was just just uh just below Mass Effect two. Number five, Heavy Rain. A great game.
2: Holy shit. Oh boy, Jay, we might have to have an extra podcast episode where uh, you and I talk about uh, David Cage's true masterpiece, uh, Fahrenheit in the Co-Prophecy, um, truly forgotten by by the annals of history. Um, Real quick, quick,
0: like, Mass Effect 2 rapid-fire questions for Jay, because okay, sure. he's not, like, Gonna be on the next episode, so he, he's never coming get, back. No, he, <laughs> Jay, we're actually gonna take Jay out, Jay out back after this, mm-hmm. just so you know. All right, romance, old romance.
1: I think the romance stuff is actually really dumb. I don't really care. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I, gotta, I just don't. Have, have you heard of episodes one through eight?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like if I if I I know I Tolly was the one I think in the first time I played through. Um, but I honestly. Maybe Miranda. I just really don't care. Um, either way, honestly. Jacob.
0: I was, I'm answer, so surprised on it. Jacob. <laughs> well, have you heard about Mass Effect 3?
2: <laughs> <laughs> really love how that carries forward into Mass Effect 3. Just. <laughs> oh, God. Do you have uh, any other rapid-fire questions here, Ken?
0: Well, I had a few, but now I'm afraid they're spoilers for the rest of the people. Oh, I, I think it's fine. Alright, uh, what did you do with the collector base?
1: Jeez, I have no idea. I do not remember. Did now. you lose anybody
0: on the suicide mission? I'm
1: sorry, what?
2: Did you lose anybody on the suicide oh, mission? Oh, absolutely.
1: Lost a lot of people. Really? Yeah, I remember Morden dying the most, and I remember, mm. like, being near Morden dying
2: the most? Yeah, that was the one person <laughs> that I remember dying. <laughs> died multiple times? <laughs>
1: I just remember almost crying when he died.
2: Dude, I... Oh, man...
0: I I sh- I was sh- literally shaking playing that the first time. Yeah,
2: God. man, y'all are y'all are wild. I I went into that shit with the IGN guide. I was ready, yeah. wasn't losing anybody. Yeah, I couldn't do
0: that. Oh, I also want to point out. I also want to point out just for like the sanctity of Normandy FM. Uh, Eric broke one of my ground rules on Twitch, like recorded where it could be seen by people, and like it is like there for posterity. Literally googled oh. the guy for the suicide mission as he was hey. playing it.
2: Hey, I knew it. I just wanted to make sure that I knew one thing because I couldn't remember one part of it. Rude. That that literally, just... that doesn't fix anything. You've li- you still
0: broke the rule. And then, like, okay, he's like, oh, I want to check one thing. Every single time he has to make a decision, he's looking at his fucking phone and he's got to make sure that he's like... Oh, I ha- I haven't paying attention for shit. I don't know who I don't yeah. know these people but are. Every
2: time, every time I'm like, oh yeah, this is the one where I want to send Garrus because I want to keep Miranda for the next fire team captain. And I look down, I'm like, yeah, I'm right. Yeah, no, I please, I was doing flashcards. I wasn't cheating. <laughs>
1: mm. <sighs> that sounds like cheating.
2: I I am, I am pure. I am free of sin, and all my people are alive. You send Still on have camera not yet still have not yet had a suicide mission run where i've lost a single person not even kelly chambers
1: i really did not understand your hate for kelly chambers i you were very angry and I, I, i like i forgot she existed
2: she she just wants to help you out. Yeah, she just wants to feed your fish. She's man, telling you when like, you got, like emails and stuff, dude.
0: If if I try, if I she there were no emails, <laughs> she was lying to me. And if you, you get her to feed your feed your fish, you, she tries to do some fucking stripper dancing up in your cabin. It's like I I'll let my fish die before I. Watch. <laughs>
2: she's a she's a mature lady. You can tell her no. So right. No, you Both can't. Adults. Like like you, it doesn't let you. Like if you. If you
0: get to like the point where like that is like that the flag for her feeding your fish and her the flag for her fucking dancing her bare ass in front of you they're the same.
2: I don't know about that Cam. We'll to <laughs> I do. To the, we'll have to go go to the board on that one and reconvene next week. Um, but uh, our next week, I actually have not looked at the schedule in a long time, so I have to actually look at it right now to remember we're, what we're going to get. Grunt and Jack we're going oh. to get grunt why why is it that i open the pinned items in this channel and the only thing i see pinned is animated buttholes just the text and okay because this isn't the norm FM channel okay that would probably yeah. be why. yeah there we go <laughs> <laughs> folks our slack is wild let me tell you <laughs> that was about um, last guardian
0: because i remember like as i was reviewing that i was telling you guys about how like they animated Trico's
2: butthole i'm glad that you found that and years years before rockstar was doing it and bragging about it i think i, think I looked
1: at that butthole more than i actually looked at that game
2: yeah that sounds about right that sounds about right i don't think i ever played Last guardian not really it's, a big fan of those games it's a it's
1: a butthole
0: game. the ending's incredible the ending is absolutely like one of the best moments of the generation
2: since uh since this is the safety of the Normandy FM podcast, I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh I haven't played a single team Ico game that I have liked. And I've played all of them. I, I played Ico, I played Shadow of the Colossus, I played uh played Last Guardian. Did not like any of them.
0: Yeah.
2: I respect Shadow of the Colossus. I, I, I think it's an incredible achievement, but actually playing it I did not like. That's that is my hot take today. My <laughs> um, only relationship yes. with
1: uh the shadows of the colossus game is when they play it in that rain over me movie with uh, adam sandler
2: wait what oh, What? You adam don't know sandler the movie where they me play movie? shadow of the colossus in the
1: rain over me movie uh welcome to Norman DFM. there's <laughs> method podcast he, so he this is a little dark i think his family like died in 9-11 And he falls into a deep depression, but the only way he can get out of the deep depression is if he plays uh, Shadow of the Colossus. So there's a lot of him playing Shadows of the Colossus.
2: That's not an uplifting game. That's not a happy game. That is very dark, actually.
1: (laughs) And then you like go like to play like
0: that's the game you go for. A game about
2: reviving somebody's loved ones. Holy shit. Did he do this movie after Click? Was he just like I, th- I have to go darker I think this was than Click? Around
1: Click, this might have been before Click, but he was definitely doing like I'm going to do some serious stuff. I'm a I'm a
2: real actor. But Jim Carrey did it. Why can't I? <laughs> it's oh god. Yes, next week on Normandy FM we'll be recruiting Grunt and Jack. I forgot that you could recruit Grunt this early, but I guess that's because I recruited Grunt after Horizon. So. Um... Don't worry, the notes are all still just fine. We will not have a guest that week. Jay Malone will not be with us because we're taking him out behind the shed. But thank you for joining us, Jay. Uh, we're happy that your last act was to be here with us on Norm D.F.M. Absolutely. This was my suicide mission. <laughs> <laughs> for well, Jay Malone, <laughs> for Kenneth Shepard, I am Eric Van Allen. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Norm D.F.M.